What is up, fantasy football fanatics? It's your man Jordan Reigns at 50 Shades of Drunk. If you are on Twitter today, going over some of my favorite way too early best ball targets for best ball fantasy in 2023. If you do not play best ball fantasy football, you should. We cover it here. We cover best ball, IDP, and dynasty once a week, three times a week, four times a week, five times a week. There's always something going up on the channel, short form, long form, and podcast form. So be sure to check that out. And today I have a fun guest, part of the IDP army, my man, Iggy. Iggy, how you doing? Tell the people what's good. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Glad to be here. I'm a big best ball guy. I've gotten to it seriously the past two years. Um, and there's really it's the best way if you play in a lot of leagues. It's a lot of fun. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. If you all are looking for best ball content, like I said, we have a lot on the channel. We're going to do more macro and micro stuff. But today we're going to talk about just some players that we think their ADP really doesn't reflect the value that they have right now uh, based on how they finish, based on the hit this season and in past seasons, and the trajectory of what they could be and who they will be. This is one of the best times to get into drafts. You know, people are kind of split on if it is or isn't, but I think it is because these ADPs aren't reality. And what I mean by that is by the time it's all said and done, in most actual drafts, I think quite a few of these players that you're going to see us bring up here are going to rise quite a bit. So this is a good time to get them on your team and stack them with some players who are probably not going to go up or down, but are going to hold some value. So we will go ahead and jump right into that. Um, yeah, and be sure to listen to the podcast, too. If you are listening to the podcast, we appreciate it. Check out the YouTube as well, because we got some cool graphics and all that good stuff. So the first player we are going to talk about today is Josh Jacobs. Now, Josh Jacobs right now on underdog his ADP is running back nine. He finished the season as the running back one. I think running back nine is honestly just too cheap for him, given what he's done over the past couple of seasons. I'll just quickly highlight he's had 64 targets and 64 targets two years in a row. He has had over well over 200 carries the last two seasons. He had 340 carries this last year. Um, you know, and it just to me. His ADP doesn't make much sense given what we see, have seen and know he can do. So he's one of my favorite targets early on. What about you? Have you gotten into many of these drafts and seen some 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 uh, Josh Jacobs uh, value? I'm going to be a little biased because I was snagging him so much in the fifth and sixth round last year, and he carried me to the playoffs, and I would say over a dozen leagues easily. He was my main guy week in, week out. had some big games. And, yeah, he's always been reliable. I think people kind of uh, – you know, over like uh, compensated for the rumors of, you know, or him not getting his option picked up. I think that scared a lot of people off, but then he just showed Derek Carr's not that great. And Josh Jacobs is, I mean, he was carrying that team, carrying the success, Was like, I forget how much percentage of the yardage he accounted for, for his team, but it was a significant part as, as far as any running back goes, it's by far more than anybody else. And um, he's going to be there. So the fact that, uh, you know, popular names going out before him, He's still probably going to be the focal point of his offense this upcoming year, regardless of who the quarterback is. And uh, he's worth it in every aspect, that running back nine. You have to you have to have this guy. You have to have him. Yeah, I'm trying to think, you know, just off the top of my head, who these nine players could be. I don't want to go look. Um, you know, let's try – let's do a thought exercise. One of them is probably Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yeah. One of them is probably Jonathan Taylor. One of them is Austin Eckler. Uh, but from there, I don't Barkley. really know – 
you know, Bijan, we know Bijan's very, very high. Saquon, maybe. So there's five you could maybe put ahead of Josh Jacobs. But who are these other three? Who are the other three running backs you think are ahead of them? Man, that's a tough question. I mean, I guess if you're a big Kenneth Walker fan, supposedly him. Uh, he and Brees Hall, actually, are probably the other two. Yeah. So and- then that would probably put him right around that nine spot. I would just say, you know, and, and my opinion is, I mean, we have a player here who has shown us over multiple seasons now who he is, and that's a good running back. You know, I mean, you don't yards per carry, yards per carry, whatever, but reality is 4.8 as a rookie, 3.9, 4.0, and then 4.9. Yards per game, he's never been under 58 yards a game. He's been over 70 yards a game rushing every season of his uh, – every season he's been in the league. And like I said, he's just – he's getting better. Um, it doesn't make much sense that his ADP – in best ball right now is as low as it is, in my opinion. He's one of my favorite players to target if I do want to take a running back early. There's a couple other running backs we're going to talk about next uh, that are much later who I also love to take, and they give me sort of the same vibes that Josh Jacobs gave me last year. I, like you, drafted Jacobs quite a few places, so I got to cash in. But uh, even here at nine, he still feels like a value to me. And I think you probably agree as well. So um, any final thoughts on Josh Jacobs before we reveal who our second favorite target is at the running back position? I just think he'll be a workhorse again, regardless of what's going on. He'll, he'll still be a workhorse. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, exactly. It doesn't really matter where he goes because whoever takes, if he, if he stays with the Raiders, we know what they're going to do with him now. And if he goes somewhere else, they're obviously getting him because they know what he can do. You know what I mean? So it's just like you can't really lose if you draft Josh Jacobs at running back nine. All right, let's go to our second guy. That is Brian Robinson. Now, I will say this about Brian Robinson, which is curious. When I first put this graphic together uh, earlier this week, he was running back 27. He's fallen three more spots in ADP, which is kind of crazy to me. I know, you know, the end of last season, everybody was out on Antonio Gates. Brian Robinson was like a third or fourth round pick by the time it was all said and done in best ball, putting him in that, you know, running back 14, 15 range. Why are people suddenly out on Brian Robinson? I'm not really sure. He had 205 attempts this last season, 797 yards, not like a ton of yards, but that's reasonable, especially for a guy coming off a gunshot wound. Uh, Only two rushing TDs, only 12 targets, but that doesn't mean that can't change or go higher. Started nine games, only played 12. Feels like running back 30 is just not not real. It's just too 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 good to pass up. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's definitely at that range. If you can get him that late, like you said, the theme of the show is a little bit of a sleeper. Uh, he still averaged 3.9 yards per carry, you know, and he's going to get goal line work, you know, if they can get down to the goal line. I think some people might be a little uh, scared off because of the quarterback situation in Washington, but Ron Rivera has cranked out great running backs. Uh, basically his whole coaching tenure, in my opinion. So uh, he knows how to get that steady. He likes those guys that can run between the tackles, uh, get the yardage, convert first downs if you play in a best ball format where somehow you get points for that. Keep that in mind as well. But I think the touchdowns, we're going to see a big increase. Uh, I guess that's a positive regression, as they say. Uh, three touchdowns, he's going to get way more than that next year. So I, I feel very comfortable taking Brian running, Brian Robinson at his current ADP. Yeah, ADP, running back 30, just again, doesn't make much sense. Take advantage while you can. You can take a guy like this who is basically, essentially, I feel good projecting easily 250-plus touches at running back 30, basically a flex player. 
you should be loading up on high quality receivers who have high floors, high ceilings, et cetera. And then getting guys like Brian Robinson late and hoping that you're going to cash in on that value. Because again, his ADP, I think is going to trend up, not down as it has over the last week, uh, over the course of the entire off season quickly, just want to bring up his page here on a sleeper. You know, he missed the first few games entirely. Then he was injured. So effectively missed five games. But, you know, they immediately brought him out and gave him the work. I mean, the first game he was truly healthy, 17 carries, you know, 20 the next game, um, 26. Don't fade Brian Robinson just because, uh, just because, just because, you know, just because his ADP is that low. There's a This is a quality player you're going to be able to get at a premium price, a cheap price, basically free um, in best ball right now and he's he's probably my favorite target i think i've done six of the um the big board drafts that's the ten dollar one they have right now and i think i have brian robinson in every one of those um, yeah i mean and i just want to remind everybody real quick jordan in best ball let's say robinson gets us four weeks he gets two touchdowns he's going to get you points those week and those are going to add to your total score you don't have to have major consistency you just got to have these weeks where you can plan on them peaking playing in the nfc east you know there's an opportunity for him to get that short yardage competitive game work controlling the clock all those things work in our favor for brian robinson as well amen 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 next player on the list do you have a guess or actually i sent you the show notes so you already know who it is <laughs> but i will go ahead and reveal it to the people and that is khalil herbert Coming in at running back 35 with ADP on underdog. That to me is absolutely wild. We, we pretty much can assume basically that Brian or David Montgomery is not going to be around. Uh, you know, on 129 rushes this last season attempts, he had 731 yards. Extremely efficient player. He was making big plays all the time. Only had four touchdowns on the ground, one receiving. So five total touchdowns. And for a guy who's on a team that basically focuses on the rushing attack, and I would imagine if they keep Justin Fields, which I don't have any reason to believe they wouldn't, they're probably going to continue to build around a solid running attack. That's only going to help a player like Khalil Herbert, who, again, was had some very successful weeks last season at running back 35. He's another one of these players that I'm stocking up early on wide receivers, and then I'm taking players like Khalil Herbert essentially every chance I can get. And I do want to note before I pass it off to you, again, interesting trend. Earlier this week was at running back 32 in ADP. Went back and double-checked earlier today, running back 35. So people are actually moving. I guess this has to be the rookie fever. Certain players are just moving up boards that probably shouldn't be, a la James Cook, a la Sky Moore. So be careful out there um, and just, just dra take the points. You know what I mean? Take the points, take your money, and run. Um, so Khalil Herbert, one of my favorite players to, to, to draft right now. What are your thoughts on Khalil Herbert? Yeah, I almost had just as many shares of him as I did Josh Jacobs. I was really, he was really one of my guys. I felt you could get late in the draft last year, but, uh, you know, he, he panned out and he had some games. He got me valuable points. He contributed to my playoff team points. I agree with you. There's going to be some RPO over there in Chicago. They're probably going to use fields as a dual threat. Probably want to keep him from running so much. He played he played pretty banged up in the second half. But one thing we can definitely 100% agree on on the Chicago draft, they're going to go get some linemen. 
They're going to improve that offensive line, and that does nothing but benefit Herbert as well. Uh, he's got that big play potential. I mean, he can bust out a 60-yard run, uh, you know, particularly in an RPO offense, and, and be well and get you those weeks that you need. So I'm a Herbert fan as well. I think he's a great deep dive, and let him just keep falling. I hope people, you know, kind of use the injury and the rookie hype and then the draft hype. I hope he kind of keeps falling because he's a great option to snag late. You know, you're getting, you're getting the best of all drafts. You kind of see a similarity going. You got to get to know where your guys, you can get them. Sometimes all those guys sneak back an extra round or two, and you're like, oh, I'll just wait. You know, I'm on the turn. I'll see if he comes back around. Boom, they come back around. You got them even later, and it's a great find. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Well, that is the end of our running backs. We are going to go to the wide receivers next who you think the first wide receiver value of the year is going to be. Actually, you already know, but I'm asking the audience, who do you think it is going to be? Who do you think the people are undervaluing again, as usual, or maybe this is the first time. Maybe the, the hype has uh, fallen off, a post-hype sleeper, shall we call him. Let's go ahead and reveal Drake London. All right, Drake London coming in at wide receiver 30 on underdog right now. Again, another interesting thing earlier this week, he was wide receiver 28. Now he is wide receiver 30 coming off of his rookie season where he had 117 targets. He had 866 receiving yards, four touchdowns. That Those are good numbers for a rookie. Um, you know, they're no rookie Kyle Pitts numbers, you know, but uh, Drake London out here performing with Marcus Mariota and Kyle Pitts on the field with him sometimes still able to put up some good numbers talented player from what I could see and I just think you know he's ascending so to have him ranked here especially after we we, we know that these players you know if you have success in the NFL early it's usually indicative of very very good things um, Drake London at wide receiver 30 to me feels like a guy that you can get a, he's just a value there what, what are your thoughts on him you know i imagine he's going to get more than 117 targets this next year i imagine he'll you know go up in yards as well so wide receiver 30 a wide receiver three on your team i like him you know and uh with a lot of upside yeah i mean i would be comfortable rolling with him with my wide receiver too i mean he's going to get more than four touchdowns for sure which is what we want and um you know the 12 yards per reception you're going to love that. You know, PPR format, that's 2.2 every catch. If we can just get those receptions, get rid of some of those games where only gets two, one, one, two. He's got a lot of those games. All right, if we can just increase that, uh, the volume's going to be there. And I'm, I'm more than happy having Drake Lennon as my wide receiver, too, for my best ball team. Yeah. I will say a little worrisome. I, I only saw one 100-yard receiving game on his resume. But, again, rookie got close quite a few times. Um, let me see if I can share this. Got close quite a few times. It looks like you can see here, um, 80 plus yards, 70 plus yards. Yeah, so, you know, and these are with quarterbacks. And I can't, I can't even remember who was quarterback. It was Mark Mariota, and then it was uh, Desmond Ritter. I don't think Desmond Ritter ever even threw for 200 yards. So for Drake London to push up for you know 120 that last week, again indicative of some talent that maybe we or I say we, the, the market is missing out on. So I wanted to bring that to everybody's attention. One of my favorite players to draft as far as a young player that I think is underpriced based on what we know he can do. Any final thoughts on London or the Falcons before we go on? No, I think we pretty much nailed it. Like I said, he, he's good to go for wide receiver two for me this year. Excellent, excellent. <clears throat> Next on our list is a man who 
Honestly, it's this, I mean, like I knew he would be faded this year, but at wide receiver 35, I, I almost can't believe it. Earlier this week, wide receiver 32. Right now, wide receiver 35. Mike Evans this year burned a lot of people, and I know that. I believe that. I saw it. I have him on a dynasty team that actually won. Won me that last week with that 52-pointer. But almost nothing about Mike Evans changed this season from any other season except the touchdowns, which is why it's so important to look at do your own research. The market is fading him, but he's the exact same guy he was last year. Finish the overall season as wide receiver 10 to 15, depending on your scoring format, because he had some boom bust weeks. This is the most targets I'm pretty sure that he ever had in his career, if I'm not mistaken. Or no, he had more targets this season than he had the last two seasons. Uh, the last three seasons, in fact. He had more receptions this year than he's had going all the way back to 2018. So, I mean, and he had, 30, he had 1,100 yards, which is more than he's had in 2000, since 2019. He had six touchdowns, though, instead of 14 and 13. Yards per reception, also the highest it's been since 2019. So Mike Evans was the same player he's always been, which is a, a dominant wide receiver one in the NFL. And generally speaking, a boomer bust, but a little more consistent than he was this year, wide receiver one in fantasy, wide receiver 35. That's on the cusps of a wide receiver four. That's on the cusps of a wide receiver four for a guy who has never been under a thousand receiving yards ever and has all those things like I just said in his resume. Most targets he's had in a few years. Most receptions he's had in a few years. It, it doesn't make sense. So you have to be buying Mike Evans right now, in my opinion. What are your thoughts on this? And like, is he is he a must draft in every single draft until his ADP rises? I mean, one thousand one hundred twenty four yards, man. I'm still thirteenth in the in the in the league, despite not having near as many receptions as other people and his touchdown count being tied for 24th. Uh, I, I love Mike Evans. I don't understand why people fade him. I mean, if he finally starts to fade, uh, you know, be, I'm, I'm all about it because there's usually one or two other drafters that know better than the fade Evans. I mean, he's been playing so for about eight years, right? Or he's going into his ninth year, I believe. And yeah, he's produced a thousand yards every season. He's 6'5", 230 pounds. They just don't make guys like that at the wide receiver position. There's a short supply of people like that in the NFL. And he's proved that he's quarterback proof because he was doing it before Tom Brady. Okay. And I, I, whoever they bring in there, there's a chance that they could be playing with a negative game script in the second half. All that benefits Mike Evans. Okay. All these things benefit. He's the most reliable receiver they have. He's probably going to be their number one and build chemistry with whatever quarterback comes in there. And you, I'm not faking him. You know, I feel like it's difficult because the heads, they know he's going to be good and they know he's there. So it's hard to get him like sneaking past too much more than what his ADP is. But if I can snag him right there and roll with him as wide receiver three or even possibly my flex, I am beyond stoked. Yeah, I mean, he, and you know, just to give, you could say he's old, but I mean, to give perspective again, compared to other players, Devontae Adams is older than him by a year. Uh, Stefan Diggs is the same age as he is. Tyreek Hill is older than he is. Uh, Debo Samuel is only like a year and a half, two years younger than him. Um, Amari Cooper is like the same age as Mike Evans. He's actually a year younger. But just to give you an idea, and some of those players are going much higher. Amari Cooper is going a little lower, and I almost had him in here. But just to give you an idea, and some of the other elite names at the position, 
they haven't been faded you know what i mean and they're doing the same thing they always do so for mike evans to be faded down here this is a massive opportunity for you so if you aren't playing best ball number one play best ball because you won't get this price in your redraft you know what i mean you might get this in a dynasty league but i don't even think you would be able to get mike evans as the 35th wide receiver in a dynasty league right now because yeah. you just you know you know the dynasty community knows what, what mike evans is you know i mean to have that guy again is in a wide receiver three role for any team in any format Nom, 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 nom. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on to our last wide receiver of the early best ball targets at ADP, and that is Brandon Ayuk, one spot behind Mike Evans at wide receiver 36. Um, you know, Brandon Ayuk, for me, just at this spot, again, it just doesn't make much sense given what we know about Brandon Ayuk. You know, I, I compared him a lot last year to, uh, you know, people want to put Michael Pittman, for instance, a player who's never really been good for fantasy, but his end of season numbers are always okay because he never misses time. Uh, you know, Brandon Ayuk is way more talented than him. Brandon Ayuk has a thousand yard season this last season. First time he's done that. Eight touchdowns, you know, 68% catch percentage. Uh, almost got up to five receptions a game this year. 78 uh, or 114 targets. And we don't, you know, and with Debo, the reality is Debo Samuel is, when he's on the field, he's amazing. But Kyle Shanahan's a weirdo. And Debo Samuel is kind of a injury slash he can almost do too much, so you almost don't know what to do with him sometimes. Brandon Ayuk is a wide receiver. And he's a wide receiver. He's the wide receiver one, essentially, in my eyes, for Kyle Shanahan. At wide receiver 36 here, coming off his best season, literally this is the best season he's ever had. How is ADP this low? I, I don't understand. Can you help me understand, Iggy? Yeah, I don't know uh, if it's maybe once again quarterback situation, maybe scaring some people off. But I mean, he just has to get rep like replicate what he did: a thousand yards receiving, seventy-eight receptions, eight touchdowns. Seem to have good chemistry with Jimmy D. Seem to have good chemistry with Brock Purdy. Uh, you know, Trey Lance comes in as a starter. I'm sure they're going to have great chemistry too. Uh, I thought Ayuk was one of the best wide receivers in his class available. Uh, and he's and he's being developed into that. You know, he's only going to be in his third year, still under rookie contract, still learning, still growing. There's all the. I mean, you can get him in best ball and possibly have a wide receiver. You know, uh, you know, twenty or above, and you're getting him. You know, at thirty six or sixteen after that, seventeen after that. Sometimes, so you got to take those risks. You got to have him for best ball. Yeah, you got to get him for best ball. Let me see in my rankings right now for best ball. He is in our tier. Two, I think he's a tier two player for me. Tier two, tier three, or oh wow, I have him a little lower than I thought I should. Um, he's getting moved up right now into the tier three range, uh, which is again guys I think that are going to be you know starting on your best ball teams probably four or five weeks of the season. Still going to be guys you should be counting on, can rely on because they have actual upside. Uh, some realized, some unrealized, you know. So give me Brandon Ayuk over players like. Hollywood, give me him over players like Juju. Give me him over players like um, even Tyler Lockett. I'm seeing a lot of people pub up Tyler Lockett on Twitter right now. You know, I, I'm I'm not trying to be the one holding the bag. I've played Tyler Lockett the last few years. It's been great. Now I'm trying to get the next bag that I can hold for a while. Brandon Ayuk at 25 years old. Um, great, great pick. Wide receiver 15, you can see right here in PPR. And then we have to juxtapose that with the reality that you can get him as a wide receiver four in best ball. That's a smash every time. Again, these ADPs will not last. 
So that's why I'm saying if you haven't played uh, Underdog, go check out uh, Underdog Fantasy. We have a promo code. You can use our link. It's in the description of the show and of the podcast. And you get $100 uh, deposit match bonus. And you can go play right now and get these ADPs. Basically free money. You know, these are free blue chip players in the, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th round of drafts maybe sometimes. So take advantage. All right. Before we go on to our favorite tight end sleeper and our favorite quarterback sleeper, we are going to let you all know about the index. Looking for the ultimate edge in fantasy football? The Ultimate Fantasy Index is finally here. The Ultimate Fantasy Index features the Ultimate Dynasty Index, the Ultimate IDP Index, and the Ultimate Best Ball Index. Each index features tiered rankings that are updated daily, which means you'll have a clear understanding of not only who the top players are, but also who the next best options are. More fun, more football, more fantasy for the culture. Join the IDP Army and start winning your leagues today. Yeah, yeah, I meant to start the show out. We did have a new member. He signed up like 4 o'clock in the morning last night. Appreciate you, my guy, Raw Instincts. Y'all, anybody is welcome. You know, IDP Army is all of us. Um, appreciate you being on here with me, Iggy. Let's go ahead and reveal my favorite tight end, not only sleeper, but I mean, Herb, this is like a post-hype sleeper. That's kind of where I feel we're at right now. Because, I mean, these players at different times have been hyped up at the appropriate amount. We're just at a time where now that's like there's almost a fatigue situation, you know, like a draft fatigue situation. Um, that's kind of what happened to Justin Herbert. You know, that's he went from the number one overall pick that year and he decided to go back. And I remember he fell behind uh, Tua and – um who else went in front of him? I don't remember. Was it Lance? Probably. Trey Lance. I don't, know. I don't really remember. Yeah. Anyway, we don't want to be those guys. We don't want to be the guys stuck holding the crappy bag. We want to get we want to get the new bag. So a player that I think is a really good option as a post-hype sleeper or a sleeper in the early underdog ADP is David Njoku. Okay. Now I was kind of shocked to see him at tight end 10 because I feel like that's a really bullish and aggressive place to draft him but i have him ranked higher than that personally i was hoping people hadn't noticed how you know actually incredible he has been developing year over year they hadn't noticed how he's been used more year over year uh and i think some people have now that being said I still at tight end 10 as a tight end one. He's a guy that I am targeting. You know, if I'm not able to get another guy I like right now is George Kittle. You can get him a little later than you probably should. But if I can't get like a George Kittle type, I'm trying to get David and Joku pretty much anywhere I can. 80 targets this year, 58 receptions, 628 yards, four touchdowns. So like it wasn't like he had a massive touchdown total that skewed him up boards. But I think people kind of realize, you know, watching that team play, Joe Kobe Brissett with the success, and then uh, Deshaun Watson coming in later, and they both, you know, utilized Njoku, and he was successful with both of them. Uh, I just really, really like his trajectory. 26 years old right now. I mean, that's still so young. You know what I mean? So I think his best is ahead of him, and I think that we're in a situation where um, – you could be looking at a top three or four tight end on a points per game basis next season, low key, if you're willing to take this risk, still drafting him as a tight end one, but at the back of that zone. What are your thoughts on Njoku uh, from this last year and going forward, my guy? 
kind of think he's going to be a breakout candidate. And I just say that because he's already in his fifth year. And I think people, I was like, you saw the athleticism like in his rookie year. We just didn't see the consistency with his quarterback. We didn't see maybe a good work ethic. He didn't show out on the field. And I do think that he's going to be solid. I think his numbers are going to improve. He's average, what, 10.4, I believe is what I'm looking at, for the uh, reception, for, or 10.8 yards per reception. I mean, if he yeah. just gets a few more receptions and it maintains that average, He's going to bump himself up. I think he has all the potential to be a top four tight end, uh, which is saying something because there's such a such a huge drop off after essentially the top four, three, four, five. After that, you're just you're getting a couple points. You're getting the standard two catches, 34 yards, you know, and that's what you get for tight end. I think Njoku could be a major piece. Watson does like to throw to his tight ends. Uh, after Amari Cooper, you know, he's the second best receiving option on his team. And he can play into the play action pretty well. If he works that game with Chubb, they they kind of figure out that play action a little better with Watson. I mean, he can get a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. And uh, I'm, I'm, he's definitely somebody I'm targeting. He's one of probably my favorite player on this list that we've done so far. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, and again, it's these are not like crazy metrics, but they're things to look at. First time in his career, he started all the games he played in this year at 26. That's a positive. Check that box. Uh, let's see another one. Oh, the most receptions he had per game in his career at 4.1 has never been over three and a half before. Check the box there. Catch percentage 72%, highest of his career by a pretty wide margin. Check that box as well. So again, he's doing everything we want tight ends to do. Athletic, incredible tight ends to do. He's developing. We didn't. We came out with high expectations. We saw him flash. It's taken a while, but this year in his two, four, six season we really saw him sort of i think mature into a guy who's going to be a very very important piece in fantasy football going forward and just the overall tight end landscape in my opinion just based on some of the things that i saw got a good coach for it too you know he likes to use, use and utilize those tight ends um i think it's wheels up and i think even a tight end 10 it might feel like you're not getting amazing value but i think that he's going to outperform that by quite a bit as well and i'm glad that you uh were also aligned with that yeah all right we're gonna move on to our final player on this list and like i said listen if you're still with us on youtube do me a favor subscribe to the podcast feeds they're in the description we have two podcast feeds because we do so many shows we have idp best ball dynasty content plus we have nfl nfl draft nfl news content so depending on which feed you're on depends on what you're going to get fed feed fed you feel me uh we do do some cross promotions we also have tiktok we also have youtube shorts which you should be following us on and obviously twitter is kind of where the, the talk goes down so um follow us there so let's go ahead and give our final player and i want to preface this by saying i never really thought when when i never thought until about six months ago that i would just be a guy championing championing this player i don't i never liked him probably was a, a goofball sort of a dummy but didn't really like his play style just just, just, just rub me wrong but here we are and over the years he's grown on me and that is jared goff quarterback 15 you'll remember this is the number one overall pick okay this was the savior of the la rams the first quarterback they got the first overall pick that they took after they jet set out of st louis with todd Gurley. they said we're getting out of here we're gonna go build a big stadium we got the number one overall pick we're gonna give jeff fisher a really short leash they're gonna hire a hot shot it's gonna go to the moon and it did it did but somewhere along the way the narrative was Jared Goff's actually holding the team back. Um, 
you know, 11 and four in 2017. That was his first year with McVeigh. 11, 13 and three the next year, 2018. Nine and seven the next year. Nine and six the next year. First year with Detroit, three and ten. Rough sledding. We all knew it was gonna be like that, though. This coaching staff, everything. It's a weird situation. This next year, without Sean McVeigh, you know, without all the things they're supposed to have made Jared Goff who he was. Nine and eight, totally respectable. 4,438 yards. That's pretty dang good. 29 touchdowns, second most of his career. Didn't have didn't have McVay scheming stuff up for him. You know, how is this possible? You know, it doesn't some people just can't get their head around that maybe he's good. Oh, and he had tied for the fewest interceptions of his career while throwing the ball 587 times. Okay. Quarterback 15. Get out of here. You kidding me? This is the number one overall pick. The guy's never, he's never going to go away. He's the new Kirk Cousins, where it's like, you can ham it up, but you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? This is a good quarterback at this point, you know? And it's funny because when he came in and he was a goofball and I didn't like him, people were obsessed with the guy. But now it's it's always funny how the narratives shift and change. But here we are, the year of our Lord, 2013, and I am defending Detroit Lions quarterback legend, legendary quarterback, Jared Goff. What are your thoughts, Iggy, on Jared Goff? Um, he got so many weapons. He's got a good coach. He's got a good, for, for a goofball, he's got a good heart. Just so many things. The intangibles are all there, you know, on top of the numbers I just threw out. So what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, top five in touchdowns, sixth overall in yardage. I mean, what's there not to like? First off, I'm, I'm a 3683 truther for best ball. Uh, so that just means I always have three quarterbacks, two running backs, eight wide receivers, three tight ends. And Jared Goff, I snagged him so much. And he did so much work for me throughout the past year. And my quarterback three, he was like, he, until the last two months before the season began, he was, I could get him with my last pick every single best ball I was doing. Then he started getting hot. Guess what? He's going to keep his great assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator, Deuce Staley, who doesn't care if the defense has to work. He's going to be out there slinging it, putting up yards, getting the ball moving because that's how Deuce Staley's philosophy works. All right. Um, and then, I mean, I, I have been a Jared Goff truther. Simply, it was either 2017 or 2018. It was either his second or his third year. I think it was his third year. He won a lot of people championships in every format, retrap, dynasty, whatever. He won people, and I was one of those people he beat in the championship. So I've always given him respect since then. I felt like he just needed to have somebody kind of believe in him. I'm not sure, uh, you know, the turning over obviously didn't believe in him. Uh, but he, he's proven that he can get yards. He's proven that he can take a team to, to, to win. You know, he's taken a team to a Super Bowl. Not too many people can say they're conference champion quarterbacks. Uh, and I, I I think the Lions are probably going to improve. I mean, we're going to get that stud wide receiver from Alabama that only had a few games. I can't think of his name right now. Jamison Williams. Yep, their yep. number one overall pick. First wide receiver in the draft. The first pick in the draft. Jared Goff didn't even get to play with his first pick except for like a handful of snaps last year. Yeah, I mean, throw on a be on top of that, uh, you know, throw on a Swift if he can ever get healthy and get receptions out of there. Uh, you know, there's going to be a pretty good core over there that they got to work with. And I'm not sure that their defense is going to improve a lot. So they're going to have to keep working with their offense to try to outscore teams, to try to keep pace. I don't think they're ever going to take their foot off the throttle, so to speak. And they're going to try to keep this outscoring everybody. Yep. Agree, agree, agree. Big agree. So right now, and honestly, in my opinion, can't skimp on quarterback in best ball. You can't wait. You kind of have to have a guy. And 
it, to have Jared Goff as your second guy, oh, good feeling. But if you do wait and you do kick back and you don't get somebody and you want to wait, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, those are the two players you'd be looking at. I'm very into Jared Goff. Again, because I, he's one of these players where I still think there's more to come. The best is yet to come. Some of these players that everybody wants to go out and run and draft, you're buying all-time highs. You're buying off of MVP seasons, Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, these things aren't going to happen again. Newsflash, sorry. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm a believer. I'm a man of faith. I'm, I'm an optimist. But I'm also, like, history repeats itself. You know, what happened to Cam Newton? You know, I mean, you can look back. There's these things exist, okay? Michael Thomas, you know, whatever it is. Enjoy it while it lasts. But, you know, when, when you can buy a player who's got upside left, meat on the bone, you know, people throwing away the scraps when it's like a full T-bone steak. Why don't you just slide that over here real quick? You know, I'll take a 28-year-old number one overall pick, younger than Dak Prescott, ladies and gentlemen. So don't sleep on Jack or on Jared Goff. And nothing, like, always healthy. You know what I mean? 15-game starter, 16-game starter, 16-game starter, 15-game starter, 14-game starter, and a 17-game starter. He missed two games last year. First time he'd ever even missed any time. So, like I said before I started that long-winded rant, I never, ever at any point in my life thought I'd be here defending and promoting Jared Goff. But here we are. This is this is the world we live in. So, before we <laughs> shut it down, well, I want to talk about any news or narratives or like any big uh, things around the fantasy football or just the NFL in general. Anything that's on your mind, Iggy? Yeah, uh, uh, you know, like I said, you can find me at IDP underscore Iggy. I do live in Colorado, so I stay proximity. I became a Broncos fan. Denver's been the closest city to me for 10 years now, so it's wore off on me. I'm following the Broncos quite a bit, and I think Rex Ryan is an intriguing candidate for the defensive coordinator. Um, as I've said plenty of times, no head coach has taken two franchises and won a Super Bowl. Mike Holmgren and Bill Parcells, there's coaches that have taken two teams to a Super Bowl, but winning it's a whole other matter, and that defense wasn't Tact. If you go back and look at some of those games up until about week 12, when they just kind of like, that's it, we're done, you know. But prior to that moment, they were keeping, they were keeping themselves in almost every game. So they have to make sure they can get somebody that can retain and utilize all this talent, all this draft capital that they've spent in the defense, and make sure it doesn't go anywhere. Because let's be honest, AFC West is a very tough and competitive division. You got Mahomes, you got the Chargers. Guess what? Both of those teams were in the playoffs. Oh, guess what? The Raiders were in the playoffs the year before that. It's a brutal division. It's not like, and that's why I credit Patrick Mahomes. He he's going through a really tough division, unlike Brady, who just waltzed through the AFC East when the Bills and the Dolphins weren't getting anywhere near the playoffs and the Jets were led by Mark Sanchez so if you're going to be good in the West you got to have a good defense you're going to have to match up with some of these offenses and I think from an IDP perspective we could retain a lot of value with Jewel we can retain some Sertan's value might go up because Rex Ryan's probably going to start blitzing with him and putting him all over the place if he does get there Sean Payton needs a great defensive coordinator say what you want about the bounty hunt gate or whatever that defense with Jonathan Vilma was an excellent defense that they had and that's what his formula for success is going to be so on the idp wave uh, radar let's see what they do they may do some trading for some players they don't have a whole lot of draft capital let's see how they bring in some pressure and who they bring in their coordinator but if rex ryan comes put your idps on notice maybe try to go trade for sertan while his value is kind of low in dynasty nice nice appreciate that that is definitely something that was not necessarily on my radar but is now for real for real you have any thoughts on the um the jets quarterback situation i'm kind of you know, as I was looking over some ADPs and stuff, I was looking at Tyler Conklin, 87 targets this year, 87 the year before, 
thought that was interesting coming from different teams, different so many different quarterbacks. I mean, he's had uh, Joe Burrow throwing the ball. He's had Joe Flacco throwing the ball. He's had Mike White throwing the ball. And he's had Zach Wilson throwing the ball. And he still managed to be an integral part of whatever team he's on. So I was kind of curious about if they go Lamar or if Rodgers does move there, which I think Rodgers is a very, very – I don't like to get into, like, the speculation stuff. But, like, when I do it, the math in my head, just the social math in my head, it's like Rodgers is 100% going to go to the Jets. Um it feels like there is some – what are your thoughts? Because I saw something today about Lamar. So it is an interesting quarterback market, young guy, hot, old guy, hot, and I mean hot, you know, multi-perspective, shall we say. Uh, but could essentially with that coach, that offense, that defense, if you put either of them in there, I think they could be successful. But what are your thoughts on Jets quarterback situation um, and just that? Yeah, I mean, they're going to go after somebody, obviously, uh, to help that help, help that defense and help that offense kind of submit together. I'm kind of leaning to Lamar, but I don't know. You know, he's so much about his money. I don't know if he wants to go to a place where he's going to have to um, give up a lot of big state income tax to play there. You know, that's something you got to factor in as well. Yeah. Our car's kind of interesting. You know, I, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it, it goes. I'm leaning Lamar. I know that was kind of where the money was from a betting perspective. Lamar was a leading candidate about a month ago to land with the New York Jets. I do trust the bookies for that sense. They, they kind of get a little bit more intel than we might. Um, I think it's interesting. I, I don't know where they're going to go. They're going to have to do something. I mean, there's a few quarterbacks open. Uh, otherwise, you're going to be stuck with what you what you had last year, which wasn't enough. So, Yeah, they're going to have to do something. And they've said they're going to do something. It, in my head, again, doing all the social math, it makes sense for Aaron Rodgers to go to New York um, right there by his buddies at Barstool. It makes sense for Lamar to go to Atlanta. Money's there. Um, and the he's an Atlanta vibes kind of guy, um, yeah. if we're just being real. Again, this is social math. And then Derek Carr, you know, stick up his butt. He'll be perfect with the Saints. Um, I see my man Cam Jordan's out there campaigning real hard for that. Um, I don't I don't know where Winston ends up. I'd still love to see my man Winston somehow accidentally end up on the Steelers. But that's another conversation for another day. That's kind of what I think the, the carousel will look like. Um, but I'm curious to see how it shakes out. NFL free agency starts what is it, March 15th, I believe. So we still got a little while. Yeah, a month. So a we month. got a little while before crazy, crazy things kind of go down. But we'll probably get some news. And, you know, the, the market, the people in the know usually put stuff out a little early. So, um, that's all I really got as far as thoughts and news and commentary on best ball and what's going on. Anything else from you before we jet set out of here? No, man. Pleasure being here. I love best ball. Probably going to have to do a draft now. Got all, got all hyped up thinking about all these sleepers, bro. Do a draft. You should be on like your 100th draft. I mean, today. I haven't done one today. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, well. That is pretty much it from us, y'all. Like I said, comment below if you have any trade questions, fantasy questions. We will do our best to answer those for you. And, uh, yeah, until next time, peace.